consider this. As a fan of your particular NFL team, whoever that may be, would you be excited if in the last four seasons your team won three of its division titles and in those years made a run to the Super Bowl? I bet that would please you, right? Okay, now in that same four years, some of your all-time favorite players on that particular team were cut or traded in a less than mutually friendly parting of ways. How you feeling now? That's a question. Still feeling pretty good about that team's winning, right? You know, they're winning, so who cares? Now picture the guy in charge of making all this happen, getting fired eight days before the season gets underway. Well, folks, that is the world that all Carolina Panthers fans are currently living in. Scratching our heads, trying to figure out exactly how we feel about this whole thing. Y'all, it's episode 10 of T-Bosh and the Fellas talking life and sports, and we're going to find out what the fellas are feeling about the current state of the Panthers. Is this a disaster or the right call for the team? That's the question we have for you. That's our main question today. The MLB All-Star Game was last week, and a guy who was riding the bench not that long ago for my very own Charleston River Dogs smacked a whole ton of home runs in his very first home run all-star appearance. How good is Aaron Judge really? We're going to tackle these topics in everyone's favorite game, Pick One. Back for more verbal abuse, we've got Hot Tub, Mr. Dustin Miner, and Mr. Super Sperm himself, Chris Perez, a.k.a. Perez. If they offend you, I apologize in advance. I'm your host and captain of the ship, Thomas Bosch. I'll be steering this baby through the always turbulent and often inappropriate sports talk waters. All right, fellas, we got you back for episode 10. Perez, welcome back, sir. Thank you very much. I uh, just watched a car go by with a license plate that said the Bosch. I kid you not, it said the Bosch. Really? Was it spelled with an O or an A? Oh, it was spelled the uh, Bosch. <laughs> Ridiculous. You should take a picture for the yeah, right? <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on my phone or I would have taken it, but it, I kid you not, it just went by. I'm like, no shit. That's funny. That's funny. Dustin, what's going on, man? Good to see you, gentlemen. I love, uh, I'm so pumped for this show. I love shows like this. Could we all start it, it off? Because we're all right. We all knew this Floyd Mayweather uh, McGregor fight was going to happen. If you listen to that episode, we all thought it was, and we're all right. That's so right. We're all starting a great foot. Everybody's getting paid there. That's no doubt about it. Real quick, before we get into sports, let's talk a little life. Perez, a couple of weeks ago, you said you were uh, interviewing for a new job. How'd that go? I just got my offer letter last Friday, and I start on Monday. What? What? Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, it took me two months, five interviews, and... A lot of Six stress, but uh, got got the got the offer. Start with Meritage Homes on Monday. Couldn't be more stoked. Cool, man. That's awesome. I wish them the best of luck, but I'm trying to make that cheddar, and uh, here we go. All right. Heard that, Dustin. So uh, your recent activities, I see you're doing a little podcasting of your own, sir. Yeah, nothing on this uh, level, but I'll be doing l- little snippets. I'll be going through all the 32 teams, and I'm going to get you pumped for this season, and I'm going to tell you why your team's going to win the Super Bowl this year okay cool um hey hey dustin thanks for the invite by the way <laughs> hey don't worry man i, I haven't gotten no, the invite they're, either, they're, they're solo they're not i can't even get anyone on the phone quite yet you know <laughs> right now i'm just trying to work on making intros Listen, yeah, as soon as i can like figure how to get uh, others on there you know your first two i will call heard that heard that i, I plan on it i actually count on it 
All right, so let's do this, fellas. Let's get into sports. We got a little housekeeping to do. Uh, since we last talked, we've been through NBA free agency, the draft, uh, some trade moves. So we're going to talk a little NBA for a second. Of the following NBA free agency slash trade moves, which signing of the following do you think will have the biggest, most immediate impact this upcoming season? Chris Paul, CP3, got traded to Houston. Paul George got traded to Oklahoma City. Jimmy Butler went to the Timberwolves. He also got traded on draft night. And then Gordon Hayward signed with the Celtics, which kind of everybody knew that was going to happen. So of those four big major NBA stars going to different teams, which one is going to have the most success immediately next year? Perez, what do you think? I'm going to have to go with Houston. I think when you get a player with the caliber of CP3's level and um, you put him with a James Harden and the different pieces that Houston has already, you know, everyone keeps talking about the fact that, you know, Golden State's going to run away with this for the next three, four, five years. I don't see it. It's, it's not that kind of league anymore. I, I don't think that teams are going to be able to stay healthy enough. I think it's going to open up the doors for teams like Houston to uh, to kind of create their own kind of legacy. I, I think that CP3 is a special talent. He's been in kind of like a, a bad situation in the Clippers, and I think it's going to work out well for him. Okay, well, let me ask you this, just in rebuttal to your Houston pick. After Harden, who else you got, man? Um, we got yeah, what's-his-name. They're not that deep, and Golden State's uh, really deep, so they can withstand injuries last time I checked. Good point. Golden State's – uh, that is a good point. Golden State's deep, but they're old on their and bench. Houston is and their, their bench is old, man. Okay. I'm well, sorry. Well, this but is my thing. They're a couple than, of injuries away from being, like, not deep. Well, other than Harden – my problem is, is you have, you know, they did decent because James Harden was virtually an MVP last year. But beyond Harden, okay, and so the you, primary ball handler and the primary ball handler, which he will not, so that'll change the the way that they play next year for sure. Um, you know, so th- that's my only question with Houston. I just think that there's, you know, there's the potential for them to just be exactly what they were last year, only with CP3 on the team, and that dude gets, the, he gets hurt all the, the time. Like Golden State, like they that team set the record for most threes in the season. What does Golden State do? They they shoot threes. Okay. They're not a lot of big names, but they they rock out the three point line, which is what you have to do to beat a team like Golden State. They play fast like Golden State. So if you're looking for a team to contend with the Golden State. There you have it. Okay. All right. Well, what about That's you, it. Dustin? What do you think? Uh, you know, I would like to say we're still talking about the same elephant in the room. When This whole free agency, when it's all the dust settled, it didn't change anything yet. And until, like, maybe Carmelo or third piece moves to one of these teams that we're talking about, we're not talking about anything because Golden State is going to win again. And as we're talking about this, I'd like to remind you both, that I'm watching ESPN, and Kyrie Irving doesn't apparently want to play for the Cavaliers, so we should be talking maybe about another trade that might be happening any moment, you know? Yep, that's true. But if you're going to ask me out of all these teams, which I think is going to be the most substantial going into next season, and I thought made the biggest impact, I'm going to have to go with Gordon Hayward to the Celtics. And the reason I say that, you're taking a really good player that we all can agree in is a, obviously an all-star. He's going to be a, definitely an all-star because he's going to the East. And there's not as many good players. 
you guys have to remember the Celtics were the number one seed last year and you're going to put a better player and not only this I don't think this free agency stuff is open or is over I think the Celtics have positioned themselves with assets to make a move during the season where they're going to add another player and if Kyrie's unhappy in Cleveland it's going to pave the road for the Celtics and you're talking about a team that has and he's working with his other head coach and you're talking about a team that has to shoot threes or work as a team that Celtics formula can go against Golden State I believe in that I think they're going to get another player Justin, Golden, and, hey, and, Boston and had to give up. I think Golden Harry Hayward was a perfect ad for them because and of he the gave up too much to get Hayward. Hey, Boston had to give up way too much to get Hayward. You're going to give up Avery, which is one of your best defenders. I thought that I agree with losing Avery. I, I, you know, I think he went to uh, Miami. Well, they had to lose Avery to get Hayward. You, you don't lose a, a guy like Avery to get Hayward and think that you're just listen. It's going to be phenomenally better. Let's just talk the truth here. Gordon Hayward is a better overall player than Avery is. 100%, but Avery is a good piece. You're not going to, you know, if you lose a guy like Iguodala Iguodala off the championship team, it's not going to work out. That's why they had to sign him, because you need those pieces there. You need to add guys like Hayward to a team like Boston without losing anybody to get dramatically better. They didn't just add Hayward to the team and all of a sudden, they're going to be better. They lost a guy like Avery, who you need. It's not going to work out. Well, okay. Well, let me get back to the original question. Now, I said have the biggest impact. Now, personally, I disagree with both of you. I think think the biggest impact will be. I think the biggest impact is going to be Jimmy Butler on the T-Wolves. And I'll say this, because they're young, they have a lot of talent around him. They've got Carl Anthony Towns. They've got Andrew Wiggins. That's a three right there that is a solid core I think that they'll immediately make a huge jump compared to what they had last year and how they finished last year versus, you know, moving forward into this next season. I think that they have a dramatic improvement and it probably end up as a five or a four seed. When you look look three years from now, I think that you're going to be right. My number two, I was actually between him and Hayward. The only reason I didn't take your Jimmy Butler is because they're in the West it's really tough in the West. More all-stars are in the West. And they're going to have to go through a grind versus in the East where the Celtics were already the number one seed. Their only big hump is Cleveland, and they're obviously in disarray. And I just think it's going to be easier road, and they're going to be able to figure it out better and play as a team better. And when it comes to playoff time, it's just going to be a it's just going to make a bigger deal just because the East sucks so bad. Okay, interesting. All right, so Perez, he picked CP3. Dustin's got Gordon Hayward. I've got Jimmy Butler. We all kind of agree to disagree on some of these. I agree with some of the points that y'all are making about them, but I guess we're going to have to wait till next season to find out, well, gentlemen. All right, we're moving Thomas, on. Thomas, I do have to, I have to say that uh, Jimmy Butler, I think that will be two years from now, that will be the most change. I think when that, that team starts to congeal and all those young players get together, that would be an easy easy pick for me. I think Jimmy Butler and the T-Wolves a couple years from now will be the top three in the East. Yeah, I agree. I agree, totally. All right, so we're moving on. We're on to the next segment, Rising or Shooting Star. And we are talking about this year's Home Run Derby champ. He's come a long way. Aaron Judge just got done embarrassing his entire competition over Major League All-Star Weekend. This dude hits home runs farther than any human I've ever seen. He's 6'7", 282 pounds. There's been no other position player in Major League Baseball history that's been as both 
tall and heavy as Aaron Judge. Now, there's been heavier players and taller players, but never both at the same time. And not that long ago, Aaron Judge wasn't all that good. In 2014, he played for the Charleston River Dogs, which is right here in Charleston, South Carolina, where I live. He played in 65 games. He barely had a 300 batting average, and he only hit nine home runs. Now, he's come a very, very long way, and Lord knows baseball needs more young stars. Now, my question to y'all is, do you think that Aaron Judge will be the next face of baseball, its next superstar? We all know that he's going to be good, but is he going to become the face of baseball? Dustin, what do you think? My first instinct, tell me yes. I think he has all the tools. You know, everyone's calling him from his size the next LeBron James of baseball. Um <laughs> just because of his stature you know i like him i think it's what's going to make the yankees my favorite going into the playoffs actually i think the yankees are going to make another move they already got that third baseman from the white Sox. well what unfortunately i think it's going to everyone's going to talk about other teams but i think it's going to be yankees and i think it's going to be a main reason it's going to be because they aren't judge and people are underestimating how good this kid is i'm down here at miami and around the home run derby and that he was all the talk, and um, he—I mean—he lit up the show. I think he's the real deal. I think players are going to want to play with him too. And, I, I um, just like to put this in perspective: the biggest dude in baseball that we that like we know as like the biggest, most powerful home running hitting guy is Giancarlo Stanton. He's six six two fifty. Just put that into perspective. That's the guy that was smacking home runs last year all over everybody, and for the last couple of years. And this dude is so much bigger than him. I just want to point that out real quick. I mean, yeah, people should be thinking like LeBron James or Cam Newton. You're looking at like an athlete, like some, like a, like an all-star track athlete, someone that's like that kind of stature hitting baseballs. And we haven't really seen that ever before. No, I, and, I certainly haven't. I mean, 31 home runs. I mean, that's already four more than number two. You know what? You know what? Make, hey guys, you know what makes Aaron Judge special is that he wears the, the pinstripes. <laughs> well, let's you, go Yankees for sure. Dirty Yankees, and I, I'm man. not. I'm not mad about him being on my team. <laughs> yeah, I bet not. But what makes him special is the same thing that made Michael Jordan special. The same thing that makes LeBron special is their intelligence of the game. Here's the deal with Aaron Judge. He played Double A. Took him a year to figure it out. Next year, started smacking dingers. Zoned in on the pitchers. Went to Triple A. Took him a year to figure it out. The next year, started zoning in, got got a hold of the pitchers, moved up to the Yankees. Last season, didn't do so great. Struck out a lot, didn't have a very good batting average, wasn't smacking dingers. Took him a year. Now we see his growth and development come to fruition, smacking dingers. Okay. So the, thing that impresses, the thing that impresses me the most with Aaron Judge is if you watch him bat, he can get down 0-2 and still battle out of it and get a walk or get a base hit. The guy is intelligent man and it's kind of crazy he's not just smacking dingers he's he's hitting home runs he's not striking out a lot he has a very high batting average he has figured the major leagues out in every league that he's been in it's taken him a year to get it and then the following year he zones in and he's got it man okay so you're saying so you're saying his baseball iq is going up in every season if you look at his development through the leagues Double A, Triple A, Major League. It takes him a year to figure it out, but then that following year, he excels 
and he just zones in, and I don't look for him to stop. Okay, all right. So I feel I feel bad I feel bad because I love Aaron Judge and I think he's amazing, but I feel I feel bad for Mike Trout, who might be the greatest baseball player to ever play the game, and nobody's talking about him. They're all they're all talking about Aaron Judge because yeah. he is on the Angels, and it. I feel so I had to throw that in there because. Mike Trout is over in Anaheim, or where, where are the Angels at anymore? I don't even know. He, he's playing for the Angels. He's playing for a shitty team, and the guy is a once-in-a-lifetime generational talent, and nobody's talking about him. They're just talking about Aaron Judge, well, and listen, I don't think man, it's fair. You know, I'm not going to spend too much time on this, but Mike Trout has been kind of bottom of the barrel behind Bryce Harper for the last bunch of years. So, you know, I— it's, that's just kind of what the cards that Mike Trout has been dealt. So let me just it's get back to the point here. Sad. Let me get back to the point here. Do you think he is the next face of baseball, yes or no? He's not the next face of baseball. He is the face of baseball right now. Okay, Dustin. I, I think he's the next face of baseball. I, I think I was kind of, I think the listeners kind of hear me snoozing over the guy. And unfortunately, you know, it's another, another guy on the dark side, you know, the evil uh, empire will win again, and they got lucky as hell finding some Aaron Judge guy. Guys, let me ask you: if he's the next face of baseball, who's the face of baseball right now? Blah blah blah. Let's all kind of root for the Sox and hope they can stop this, but they probably can't. So. No, no. My point being, my point being this: the reason that listen, besides Bryce Harper and Mike Trout, and I need to get off of this real quick. Besides Mike Trout and Bryce Harper, there haven't been other players recently that have gotten like big endorsement contracts. Baseball needs young superstars. And I personally think that Aaron Judge will be the next face of baseball, most importantly, because he's set up with the evil empire. You know, he's in the perfect market for this to happen. So, all right. Okay, so we got y'all's opinions. You know, we're going to see how Aaron Judge plays out, but he is a really damn good baseball player, and we all are recognizing that. So, moving on to our main topic of the day. Over the course of two days this past week, the Carolina Panthers made some pretty serious changes. After four seasons of being potentially the most effective GM in the NFL, the Panthers have kicked Dave Gettleman to the curb, y'all. This was exactly eight days before training camp starts. Now, Perez and I spoke before the show, and he tried to make this point that at this point in the season, the general manager has already pretty much done his most important job. But training camp is an important time for the general manager, regardless because he's still in the decision-making process of whittling down a roster from 90 to 53. Yes, the coaches are involved, uh, but he also has to approve all this as well. So he's essentially setting the team for the season with Ron Rivera. So it's obviously an important job. And less than 48 hours after Gettleman got released, again, eight days before training camp starts, the Panthers bring back the former general manager, Marty Herney, who put the Panthers in the worst salary cap position in the entire league before Jerry Richardson gave him the boot. Now my question, how are you fellas, both diehard Panthers fans, feeling about this messy situation? Perez. I feel good about it. Okay. Why? I feel I actually feel great about it. Um listen, I I live here in Charlotte. Marty Herney is a presence here in Charlotte. He has he lives in Charlotte. He knows the system. He's done it before. He he knows Jerry Richardson. Um Gettleman wasn't treating our boys right, man. Jerry Richardson as an owner is huge on family. Yes. And whether it be wrong or right and bad for business, good for business, it's neither here or there. He owns the team. 
He wants his guys taken care of. Gettleman was, he had bad breakups with some of our most prolific players in our history. Steve Smith, Steve Smith Jordan and D'Angelo Williams, Jordan Gross. These guys are huge. They're, they're three of the biggest names. They might be the three biggest names in our in our history other than Cam right now. And he, he pretty much threw them to the curb. I mean, they, they they don't want to have anything to do with our, our organization anymore, and, and it's sad. And so, yeah, I think Gettleman kind of showed his true colors. Jerry was kind of picking up what he was putting down, and he was like, you know what? I love my guys. You're not one of my guys. Okay. Like, I, I brought you in to do a job. You're not doing our kind of business. And you know what? See you later. Herney is not going to make any real decisions. He's coming in. He knows the system. He, he knows that Jerry wants to take care of his boys. And you know what? Herney put us in a bad position with the salary cap, yes. But look at the guys that we have today because he drafted. Okay, well, listen. Okay. I, before we you have- continue on this, Marty Herney, excellent at first-round picks. After that, it got really sketchy, bro. Armani Edwards. Dwayne Jarrett. Come on. The list can go on and on and on. After the, oh that's listen, gonna happen. listen, listen, hey, listen, that, listen. That's gonna happen. No, stop, stop. Herney killed it in the first round. Luke Keekley, Cam Newton, players of that caliber. He also, you know, nabbed up Steve Smith in the third round, I think it was. So he occasionally hit on the later picks, and he always killed the first round. But after that, man, he's really not that good. Now I'll let you continue. Sorry. You, you understand that. Gettleman kind of pulled he, he pulled a Tampa Bay move. I mean, he made the Super Bowl with Herney's guys. Okay, well, yeah, okay. that's all I'll say. Okay, Dustin, what about you? Um, I think I'm going to be echoing what Perez says for the most part, but I wouldn't say I would feel good about it. I, I don't think it's that big a deal. I think the firing is un, not that surprising. I think I think it's kind of ironic that Perez is commenting on this, given that he's transferring jobs. So he knows how to break up with your past job and go to a new job and if, and and do it and do it in a graceful respectful manner and if you're getting a lot of this reaction over and over for ex players players that we considered idols of ours you know growing up I mean D'Angelo Williams Steve Smith arguably the best corner that I've ever seen play for the Carolina Panthers Josh Norman was the best corner that has ever played for the Carolina Panthers in their whole history, and we couldn't figure out how to pay that guy. And he was going to accept the deal, and then Gettleman took the deal off the table, and that was something personal. That was not something that was like, oh, well, it didn't really work out. No, he had the deal on the table. They were about to sign it, and just because Josh was kind of playing a little bit of hardball, which he should have, because he was then. And he was going to go sign it, and then he was like, as soon as he took the pen out and hit the click on the pen, Gettleman pulled the contract back like he was some mafia boss. Guys, I know people we, that... We like to talk about, like, we're a family franchise. We really, really preach that by, what you know, we do the pounding on the drum. You know, we're, we support breast cancer with D'Angelo Williams. We have Braylon, you know, that dances for us. Cam Newton for the kids. And Gentleman, at the end of the day, he wasn't about family. And, and if you talk to Jerry Richardson, you know, we're lucky that we have an owner that was a former player in the NFL. So he knows how it is to get cut. And he knows what it 
it's like to get treated right. And I know that Jerry Richardson, because he said this before, he wants to emulate the Steelers and the Patriots as far as how they treat their people, how they bring up, how they do their operations. And if you what you see, not necessarily with the Patriots, but with the Steelers, they take care of their own more times than not. You know, they're Troy Polamalu's. They're, you know, all that. They take care of our own, and we need to do that. If we want to attract free agents to come play for the Carolina Panthers, we they need to know if they come play for us, we take care of you. We are a family. And cutting people like that, you know, kind of giving them the cold shoulder, not communicating, you know, being man-to-man, that kind of stuff, That that needs that's out. And, you know, it doesn't matter. It just goes to show you it doesn't really matter how good you are at your job sometimes if you're not part of the true philosophies of the Carolina Panthers and keep pounding, then we're probably going to let you go. Dustin, I think think that you made a really good point, but I'd like to kind of touch on something that you said is I do think that Gettleman was doing his best New England Patriots job that he could do, which is, the Patriots have a really good way of putting their guys out to pasture before they've reached that point where they, they just completely are breaking down and they suck. They, they don't keep their guys around long enough to see them start to decline. They'll, they'll cut ties. They'll say goodbye to offensive linemen, you know, whoever they have to when it's time. And they're really good at doing that, and it's what's made them a really great organization. I think Gettleman has tried to do that, but he is just terrible at the process. He's sending our he, he's sending our guys out, but he's not doing it in a professional, caring manner. These guys have given us their years; they've given us their best. I mean, Smitty is the yeah. greatest Panther ever, yeah. and he's not sending our guys out like on a good note. It's just like, he's cutting ties, he's burning bridges. It says and a lot. That's not as, the way it should be doing it. It says a lot about the way that the players that have been cut by Gettleman are reacting. Because listen, these guys are professionals; they know it's a business. But all of them seem jaded by their interaction with Gettleman at the very end. Uh, whereas Absolutely. most players, I, most players I accept actually, the reality. Versus these guys are pissed off at Gettleman for whatever reason. Tweets, right? And I, I know I know people that know tweets, Josh right? Norman personally. From he was completely blindsided by him releasing that tag. Like he was sad about it. He didn't. Yeah, no. He didn't understand why it was just going down. To, Josh Norman was just trying to do business. You know, like you ask for a little then, bit more. That's what they tell you growing up, right? Ask, ask for more than you expect, and maybe you'll get it. It was the number one corner on free agency that year, and he came. He was undrafted. He was basically undrafted, or and like he made no money, and he he was his only opportunity to ever cash in for his family, like. Hello, dude. Let yeah, me tell he's you, going to play a little bit of he's not trying to play hardball. Know? He was trying to do business. He did not want to leave the Panthers. He was genuinely sad about leaving the Panthers. Yep. And yeah. for it to go down that way, there's never been someone that had a franchise tag and somebody rescinded that tag. Right. Yeah. Like never I don't know if Gettleman before. got his and panties like, in a wad I mean, and didn't like, like it, but on this because I, you guys know the tweets that Steve Smith, Josh. Oh Knight, yeah, no, we've seen all that. Yeah, sure. And, and have you seen the rebuttal? D'Angelo, as soon as Gettleman was fired, he was like, I'll come back. back (laughs) You know what? Now he's gone. I'm willing to come back to the Carolina Panthers. But he said before that he wasn't. So that just shows you what kind of toxic dealings that he must have been through. Because what I understand from D'Angelo, he was a really happy-go-lucky guy. Like, he wouldn't take that stance on 
you know, anybody. Okay, so all right, so it's obvious. Awesome guy. It's obvious that the players, the former players for the Panthers that got let go of by Gettleman, not huge fans. But my question to you now is, moving forward, we have Marty Herney, who was our general manager prior to Dave Gettleman. And, you know, yes, again, he hit on some of his draft picks, but he also handed out some of the largest, most obscene contracts to players that did not deserve them, a.k.a. Charles Johnson, who had two good seasons, and since then he kind of went away after he got paid. Now, he's still a Panther, and we love him, but did he deserve at one point to be the highest-paid defensive end in football? I mean, at the time, it wasn't that bad of a signing. Yes, in retrospect, I mean, if general managers could have, you know, 2020 and be able to see, like, you know, in the, no, you know, in the future, then... You know, like you have to pay them for what they've done. Guys get paid on contracts for what they have done most recent. What what have you done for me lately? Charles Johnson was one of the best at his position at the time he got paid. Yeah, I mean you got to give him that. Okay. Guys, we 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 signed Sean Gilbert <laughs> to a massive contract, and oh, you're he never it back. bringing it back, dude. I'm just saying, like we've had bad contracts before. Sean Every team Gilbert. has had bad contracts. You pay your guys. I mean. Even you can even make a case for J. Pep in this same conversation because he J. Pep always played really well on contract years, and then the following year, not so much. Okay, that's J. True. Pep is one of our best players ever. I mean, the guy. Though I thought that was a good signing. Yeah, well, listen. So Trey Turner just got signed yesterday to an extension. My thing is, I would prefer that Marty Herney doesn't do any more signings in his interim <laughs> GM position. I'll be honestly, I think at the end of the day, we want someone in between these two guys. Yes, I agree. You know? I totally agree with that. I mean, we, we don't. Hey, Trey Turner, that that extension like was Gettleman. was valid, man. And he's a, he was a better assessment of talent. I'll give him that. I think Gettleman, especially in the deeper rounds, you could just tell Gettleman knew what he was doing. He more so than Herney did. And I mean, like, I don't think it's that hard to mess up in the first round. Everyone's good, like I always said. Just you know, just don't go for a luxury pick. Right. Sure. And you know, at the end of the day, we need to find someone else. I'm really inter- You know, you do see this trend in the NFL of a lot of teams are hiring ex-players as GMs, like the John Lynches of the world, the Elways of the world. We do have an owner that is a former player. I'm wondering if the Panthers are going to go down that route. Okay. Um, yeah. I think I think that Jerry Richardson got tired of it. He saw the way that he was handling Thomas Davis and Greg Olson. um Greg Olson's um extensions and he was like, No, that's not how we treat our guys. He probably had seen it in the past with the other guys that we've been talking about and kinda of maybe just stayed quiet and said, You know what, Dave Gettleman, he knows what he's doing, he does a good job. I think Jerry got fed up and was like, No, you're not gonna continue to treat my boys this way. Get the fuck out. Yeah. And you okay. know what? Agreed. Deuces and yeah. Herney was the clear, obvious choice, guys. We're not going to bring some guy in for a single year as an interim GM that doesn't know shit about the, the business. There was no clear candidate to fill the position. So Herney is, lives in the city. He's a part oh, of he's Charlotte. A he's a part of the teacher. community. <laughs> what? He said he's a substitute teacher. <laughs> he is He is a great substitute teacher. And he's right not going to be doing so shit. Until we're hiring a new teacher. Okay, well, that, okay. So that goes to my very last question on this topic, and then we're going to move on. Do we want to see Marty Herney stick around, or do we want him replaced? No, her, Marty Herney will not stick around. He is not, dude. The guy gets played on our local radio shows every day, all day. 
it's hilarious. He knows what he's doing. He's going to be here for a year. He's going to keep the guys happy. He's going to not make any real decisions. That Trey Turner extension was not his doing. It's, no, I realize that. That needed it's, it's to happen. It's coming from, yeah, I mean, it needed to happen. It's coming from other people. He is a puppet, and he's a good puppet because he knows the guys. He knows the system. He knows the city. So, I mean, he was the clear, obvious choice. There's no better person that you're going to put in that role for this year. Clear, obvious. I just could have... Can you guys just sit back and imagine what Marty Hardy's face was when he got a phone call on a random day? Hey, bro, Panthers let you back. He's like, <laughs> hey, he, Marty Herney was about like, to tee off. We're getting the band back to Brad Geller. What? Marty Herney, Marty Herney was on the golf course when he got that call. He said he was, he was on the golf course? Tee off. Yeah, he was about to tee off. I know a guy that was about to play um, in the same foursome as him, and he got a call and had to bail. <laughs> he was as surprised as everybody was. I bet his eyes were like, you got to yeah. be kidding me. He's like, you yes, kidding me. awesome, big money. <laughs> He's like, guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, uh, I'm gonna go do this. And uh, I'm gonna make a couple mils yeah. and just uh, all right. Well, just okay. Take job in the NFL right now. All right. Well, don't... listen. The best we can hope for is is that he hold. You know, he steers the ship correctly for throughout the course of the year and doesn't do anything crazy. I, I would like to see status quo from Marty Herney, and I hope that I think that's what we all want to see. So, to all Panthers fans, remain Jake calm. Jake DeLome's our new GM. Yes. Yeah, Hey, I, I actually, maybe that might be a good idea. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for all Panthers fans out there, remain calm. We will get this corrected. It was a little bit of a shock, but we will get it all figured out. All right, we're moving on to everyone's favorite game, y'all. It's pick one. It's pick one time. We're about to get inappropriate and disgusting. Well, maybe not so disgusting, but a little inappropriate. Basically, we take the fellas, we give them two questions, and we make them choose which situation they would endure over the other. All right, so we're going to get this going. Very first pick one question. Would you rather be known for being the best fidget spinner on all seven continents? Famous everywhere, and you're worth like $100 million. (laughs) Best fidget spinner ever. Or would you rather be the worst player on the Cleveland Browns making league minimum? But you're an NFL player. Perez. I'm going to have to go... I'm I'm gonna have to go with fidget spinner, <laughs> right? Because I already got mad skills, bro. Oh, I'm, do you? I'm spinning fidgets right now. <laughs> A fidget spinning all star. All right, so you want to? So you want the money? Is that's what you're telling me? Yeah, I definitely want the money. Yeah, and uh, if I could make if I could make millions of dollars spinning fidgets, which I already do on the reg, um, in my free time. That's what I do. Then, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm spinning fidge. Well, that's what I call them. Fidge. Question: Are the salaries comparable here? Like, it doesn't matter. Making, One, you're a you're a all star. More money as a fidget spinner, or am I making more money as the minimum as an NFL? Player? No, you're worth a hundred million. You're the most famous fidget spinner okay. on the planet. I think I think okay. where he's going with this is while I'll have the fame and glory of fidget spinning, I'm never going to get laid ever again. That's correct. Ever. That's where I'm going with this. That is exactly where I'm going with this. But he. Even if you're a league minimum NFL player, you're getting laid. I'm just saying. It's true. Folks, show. All right, Dustin, what about you? I think you're totally wrong. If you have $100 million, you get laid. I don't know what you do. Yeah. But her name would be This is like the easiest one you've ever gave me. All right. And that's, you can tell me I can travel the world and see all the places I ever wanted to see while spitting ninja stars (laughs) and being a boss. 
or I could spend the rest of my life in Cleveland. <laughs> okay, what all right. What would you do? Maybe and I picked the wrong city. this amount of monies, I'm going to be like a secret agent, man. I want to be like the 007 of fidget spinning. I mean, this isn't have... even this is a, this is a no-brainer for Dustin. He, he's in the quarterfinals of his regional fidget spinning competition later this afternoon. Next pick one. All right. Y'all remember the movie Goonies, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, I love you, Chunky. All right. Yes. So would you rather look like the character Sloth in the movie Goonies for your entire life? That was the like really funky looking dude. The big guy. Yeah. Or have to get sacked by an unblocked J.J. Watt once every day for an entire year. Ooh. Unblocked. See, this is a trick question once because a day. if that happened after that year, you're probably going to look like Sloth anyway. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> All right, Perez. Um, every day you would so, get sacked just once, once every day, completely yeah, just I gotta, balls out. I got I to gotta, I gotta ask if, if I am if I get that look like sloth, do I get chunky? Yeah, you can hang I, with chunky. You can hang with chunky. I love you, chunky. <laughs> well, good. I'm move. gonna have to go. Uh, I'm gonna get sacked by JJ Watt. Yeah, once again, it like goes back. It goes back to uh, you know what we said earlier, where I might be able to get an autograph if I got blitzed by LeBron James. Okay. All right. You know. Yeah, but you would only want the first autograph, and then you got to deal with it for another 364 days. Oh well, I'm, I'm suing afterwards. So. <laughs> All right, Dustin. What about <laughs> you? I mean, in time, would I heal? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. It depends. I don't know. I, I really don't know. Oh, uh, I mean, I don't. I I don't want to be that ugly. <laughs> so, but I do you want to be a paraplegic? All right, so you're taking the sack. So both of y'all are taking the pain over the ugly We're taking the sack. All right, all right. (laughs) Sack for both of these fellas. All right, on to the last pick one. Now, this one's a bit lengthy, so stick with me, okay? Would you rather be stuck wearing one earpiece at all times for two weeks straight with Justin Bieber's Despacito playing on repeat? Now, hold on, hold on. (laughs) So the other ear is free to engage in normal listening. But the earpiece that you have in will always be at 30%. So it's, you know, not loud enough to party to, but just loud enough to make you want to kill yourself. (laughs) Or... I assume this is where you're sleeping as well. (laughs) Yes, this is at all times for two weeks. Straight. At all times. 30%. Or would you rather be caught by TMZ doing choreographed dances to Despacito with Odell Beckham Jr. in Speedos for the entire world to see? You went deep on this one. (laughs) You put a lot of thought in this last one, bro. Dude, I put a lot of thought into all of them, homie. (laughs) Oh, man. I know. This is a very tough one, y'all. So I've always wanted, I've doing... always wanted my own like, uh, you know, my own music to walk around to. But I don't know if I would want Despacito, man. <laughs> Dustin, you take the lead on this one, man. I gotta think about it. All right, Dustin, uh, you're up. Um, well, you know, my only concern, gentlemen, is my moves 
bring all the boys to the yard, and I think That's Odell weird. Beckham is going to try to fuck me. <laughs> so I'm pretty concerned about his, you know, me shaking my tail feather and some speedos around that horn dog. All right. But Justin, I, how do you know that you your know that your milkshake him. brings the boys to the yard, bro? Did you, Justin, did you hear him? He wants to know how you, you know that your milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. <laughs> hey, you got you two guys to be friends with me. All right. That's a yard that I've never I been to, no by the way. Shame. I have no shame putting my kibbles and bits out there on the line and uh, getting in a Speedo and shaking my groove thing. So I'm going to be an internet sensation. I wish I could choose my football player. I would rather be an Antonio Brown. No, it's definitely Odell Beckham Jr. Because we know the deal. If you're going to give me that frost-tipped, give it to me. All right, Perez, what about you, man? Despacito. I'm going to have to go with the Despacito. With the earpiece? Yeah, you know, I I, I am Latin. So, uh, you know, technically, my last name is Perez. So I can uh, I can move the hips, and you know I might just do some walking around dancing. You never know. <laughs> oh Got my some. god! Oh my god! Hey, listen, I don't want to. Most mornings I get up out of the shower and I dance to Despacito. Anyway, I, to so. be honest with you, I was hoping you would both say Odell Beckham, and you know maybe we could arrange to have y'all do the choreographed dance together with them to like just make it extra special. But since y'all don't both agree on that, I guess uh, we're split on this answer, aren't we? Well, you know, with Odell Beckham, he, he's friends with the Kardashians. I don't want to have anything to do with that, man. <laughs> I, I can't I can't be a part of that. I understand, man. Me neither. I want nothing to do with them. All right, fellas. Well, that is everyone's favorite game, Pick One. I appreciate your I amazing think, I think answers. I Nation would, like, enjoy me showing up Odell Beckham on some dance moves. Some skinny white guy showing him up on the internet and some speedos. <laughs> hey, uh, for our next segment, we're going to open up with Dustin. Hey, we'll, we'll get a little video going, and we'll, we'll make this happen for you, Dustin. <laughs> yeah, send, send a request, a formal request to Odell. <laughs> All right, guys, we're, we're completely out of time. We're completely run over like always, but that's what we do here on T-Bosh and the Fellas Talking Life and Sports. Episode 10 is in the books, y'all. Next episode, we're going to be talking more NFL talk and a little bit of Hornets because we need to get into what the Hornets have done recently. Uh, didn't really have time for that, but we will do it next time. Y'all, we appreciate everyone tuning in, as always, for all the inappropriate sports talk and everyone's favorite game pick. When y'all tune in next time, check it out on SoundCloud, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can link in, and uh, we hope you enjoy the show, y'all. We'll see you on the next time.